My name is Ronnie Edwards and I'm the director of Pomodi Creatives. Thank you for joining us. So the quick backdrop to this podcast is that we are super excited to be launching Portsmouth's Inspirational Women's Awards. Say it with me. Inspirational Women. They are everywhere, sometimes quietly, sometimes loudly, making an impact to their communities. And we want to celebrate them. You can go online to promotecreatives.org.uk and nominate your person in time for International Women's Day. The women interviewed in this particular series are actually on the selection panel for the awards and are trailblazers in their own way. Enjoy. So many stories where I'm here with the fabulous Lizwood. Um, and I'm really excited, Liz, because you are joining Inspirational Women of Portsmouth. Yes. Um, and you're going to be a trailblazer. Yes. So this podcast is just to find out a little bit more about you. Okay. And um, the fabulousness that is you. <laughs> so, Liz, would you mind telling us um, all about you? What do you... What does Liz do? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I am most importantly um, mum to two, married to Alex. Um, he is the vicar of Harvard Church. Yeah. Um, and we have two little girls, Annie and Florrie, um, who are very small and very lovely. Um, and I'm also on the staff team of Harbour Church, okay. um, working in the department that organisers our outreach projects for the okay. city. And how long has Harbour Church been around? We opened in September 2016, so literally just three years, yeah. And where was it you came from? We were in Brighton okay. before then, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And what would you say, like, what brought you here? What drives you to do what you do? What motivates you? Um, we, well, I... Um, believe that the church has a very positive role to play in the community. Mm. I believe that um, the church is more um, is, is more for the city than for um, the few who kind of sit in its doors on a Sunday. Mm. And I believe that the um, character of the church has got lost over the years. Do People think? think it's dusty and cold and unfriendly and judgmental mm. and I, we are very excited um, about completely flipping that concept around and being a place mm. that's welcoming and warm and kind and non-judgmental yeah, yeah. and our sort of strap line is for all always mm. um, and we feel really excited about providing that opportunity um, for people to co come in come into our doors and um meet the church and meet Jesus, but also of what we can do out in the city sure. by going out into different contexts sure. and being um, finding relevant ways of connecting yeah. with people. And what kind of things have you been directly involved in? Because I, I came to something and I remember being blown away <laughs> by um, a ladies' pamper kind of morning you were having. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I remember just even the feel of the space was almost sacred, <laughs> the, way, the way that you had ladies from the church uh, literally washing yes. um, ladies from the community or whoever turns up's feet. Yes. 
just being gentle and, and caring for them. Yes. So is that, so is that the kind of thing that you've been involved in as well? Yeah, so um, I'm involved in a thing called Spa 61 mm. and we run um, monthly spa mornings for any lady in the city um, mm-hmm. particularly those who for any reason just need a bit of extra TLC right now yeah. um, we also run what we call pop-up um, spa events mm. which are basically private spa events for different groups um, around the city so mm. perhaps for women who for various reasons might feel uncomfortable going out of a context they know or are unable to go out of a context they know. So we take it to them um, in a smaller, um, with a smaller team, and we go and do beauty treatments, nails, um, foot spas, hand and arm massages, that sort of thing. But then we run these central ones as well, um, and any lady can come. But we do advertise it particularly to those groups who we know are um, going through particular issues in their lives um but yeah it's for any lady really because we've all got stuff going on haven't we (laughs) um well i i I mean like i said i I came across it a few months ago and i was just blown away by how beautiful it all was um so who who do you find inspiration from like is there anyone that really inspires you to do what you do oh so many people um I think it's good to be inspired isn't it because it takes your eyes off your own limitations (laughs) um so I'm inspired by so many people from my children to um you know people I've never met um I guess particularly with um Spa 61 um a guy who was really influential in that was um, a guy called Jean Vanier, who sadly died early this year, but he ran a community in France for people with severe disabilities. Mm -hmm. And um, in the very early days of Spa 61 running, I heard an interview with him. And some things really challenged me and um, inspired me and moved me that he said, um, particularly he said that all of us are vulnerable, but mm. some of us hide it better. Mm. And I found that really moving because our vision originally with Spa 61 was to reach out to vulnerable women. And mm. so we went particularly for the very obvious groups of women that might be vulnerable. Sure. Um, but then what we discovered was as the spa mornings went on, more and more women came from different backgrounds. And we kind of thought, oh, these women don't seem vulnerable, but actually it doesn't take long when you're washing somebody's feet or whatever, painting their nails to discover that everybody has their stuff. And, and you don't, women can seem so strong mm. and yet you scratch beneath the surface and mm. there's a lot going on. And so that really challenged me that he said that. And, and he also talked very much about um, maturity. And he said a maturity of a person is to be able to look without judging and to listen without judging and to hear without and to touch without judging (laughs) I know well that's it and I think um to not want to um possess somebody Mm. but just to allow somebody to be Mm. and to not judge them in their situation but just to love somebody in in their situation Mm. and to not demand change from them really inspired me and I think that that's something that we really try now to bring into spa 61 is that we don't 
our vision isn't to fix women. Any women who society might say, oh, you're addicted, you're, you've just come out of prison, you've just done this, but actually to show them that they're just as they are, they're mm. enough yeah. and they're yeah. worthy of kind touch and, um, yeah. uh, and to be spoiled. Mm. It doesn't matter what they've done, it doesn't matter where they've come from, but every woman, every person is worthy of something special just for them. Mm. And that's, that really inspired me, actually. And that came from um, th through this interview with Jean Vanier. Um, it probably sounds a bit cliche coming from a church worker, but Jesus inspires me. Mm. And I think particularly the things that inspire me about Jesus are um, his kindness. Yeah. And I think sometimes um, kindness is so underrated and seems so wishy-washy and weak. But actually, I think kindness can be quite rare um, yeah. because kindness can sometimes, um, I don't know, it just kind, kindness brings something out of somebody. It, it, again, doesn't demand anything from another person. Yeah. Um, and I just love that um, in the Gospels, it says how Jesus came um, full of grace and truth. And he was so kind with the people he met. Yeah. And what the religious folk wanted was a judgmental king who yeah. was going to bring transformation for their yeah. nation. Um, and they were ready and they were lived perfect lives yeah. to be pleasing to yeah. their Messiah. But actually, when Jesus came, he spent time with the, the, the people the in society who'd been so forgotten. Yeah. And who didn't expect anything anymore. Yeah. Um, and he was just so kind. And he stopped um, and yeah. saw the women yeah. and saw the men who'd yeah. been rejected. And he saw the people who were broken in the streets. And I just, um, I just find that so... And that was where the transformation came, just yes, through kindness. Indeed. I remember reading an article that I'm going to misquote because I'm not <laughs> about that. Um, that was fascinating and its insight and how actually Jesus in his time was quite radical in yes. the way he engaged with women. Oh, yes, yes, because, absolutely. Because it just was blasphemous almost to kind yeah. of... Especially women of a particular religion or um, particular social standing. And Oh, yes. That that's stayed with me. It was one of the first things I read yes. when I started my journey um, as a Jesus follower. And I remember thinking... This guy was pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yes. a lot gets lost, doesn't it? A lot so gets much. lost today in culturally what was going on. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. At the time. It yeah. just totally gets lost. His sense of humour apparently get, gets oh, lost. Oh, yes, absolutely. Now. Apparently he was quite um, yeah. fantastic, even. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> so definitely. But yeah, that's it. I, I like that cliche. Let's go with it. Yeah. Let's own it, Liz. Let's own it. He was he, and is, for me, still inspiring as well. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Um, is there anyone else? Um, I, um, I've been listening recently to um, Brené Brown, um, who's an American oh, author and speaker, about shame and vulnerability. Shame and, vulnerability. and she's just brilliant. I love, um, I think, because I'm probably somebody who um, uh, I don't particularly like to 
be very obviously vulnerable. Mm. Um, however, I cry at the drop of a hat. And um, I found her talk, uh, she did that, the TED most talk? listened to TED talk. Mm. Yeah, the power of vulnerability. Is it the most listened to? Is it? Yeah, apparently, I think so. I, I could be so wrong with that. But um, I found that really inspiring that um, again, I guess it's like the kindness thing, actually. Mm. When, and it, it says in the Bible, doesn't it? When when I am um, weak, then I am strong. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, I find that quite inspiring. That in vulnerability, there's connection mm. and sh- such strength. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 She, she she's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what would you celebrate about? Portsmouth as a city because I, I know it's quite new to you isn't it yeah so maybe you're still getting to know each other yes but is there anything about Portsmouth that you think oh this is this is pretty awesome oh I just <laughs> love Portsmouth um I'm actually I'm from Liverpool originally and oh, yeah. um I actually see I see quite a few similarities okay. um somehow so it felt familiar to me weirdly even though I'd never well I'd only been here twice before we'd moved but uh-huh. um I love things I love about Portsmouth are the community feel mm-hmm. um but I guess I don't know if it's maybe it's not a particularly enormous place but people just know one another yeah. um and look out for one another and there's such a sense of pride a sort of pompy mm-hmm. pride yeah. um which obviously you see down at Fratton Park particularly but um yeah, yeah people are um proud of their pompy roots yeah. Um, and I really love that, that somebody owns a place and is yeah. proud to be from there. Yeah. And it's not a perfect city and people love it anyway. Yeah, and I just think that's really lovely. I think people also, what I've really noticed in Portsmouth is that people are them. They, they, mm. they are what they are. Keep it real. They, they keep it so real. There's no masks. Um, they don't pretend to be anything other than what they are, kind of um, warts and all, really. Mm. And... I really like that because I think you can connect with people so much mm. better. Indeed. And yeah. I think what I've really noticed is important is that people are deeply kind. Um, and I, I think, that, again, I think that's probably... Kindness is a bit of a thing with me. Um, and it, uh, we sort of say in our household that um, kindness is our, the currency on our ha- in, in our house. Um, oh. And I say to my children... Obviously, I want you to do well in life, but what I want you to be more than anything is kind. Mm. Um, and I love seeing that in the people of Portsmouth, mm. that they, um, they, fight for, yeah. they fight for justice. And it comes out in different ways, perhaps. Mm. But they fight for um, what's fair and what's kind. Aww. And um, I really like that, actually. Aww, that's yeah, that. it's an amazing city. And the history, obviously, is, is incredible. <laughs> it's an interesting place. Um, I do that with my kids. Um, I ask them who you were kind to today. Who were you kind to today? And oh, that's I ask good. them who did you make love today. Oh. I have to mix it up a bit because then they they, they they got to the stage where they, they just shoot off. <laughs> they could answer. predict it. <laughs> so you say the same joke to your teacher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, mix it up, keep it fresh. Important yeah. <laughs> important thing. And from your observation, what would you say um, is the single biggest challenge uh, that women might be facing in Portsmouth? If anything, there might not be anything that you... Oh, that's an interesting question. ...have come across? Um, I guess it's the same challenge as women face all over the country, mm. um, all over the world. Um, I think women spin a lot of plates and mm. um, they... 
Um, I, I mean, I noticed that particularly with my team, the Spa 61 team, um, I, they're busy, busy women. I think because women are busy, they so often don't take time for self-care mm. um, in the sense that um, where are there kind of streams of living water? Like mm. where are the things in their life that make them um, feel good and alive mm. and confident mm. about themselves? Mm. Because we get caught up, we're trying to do work, we're, um, we might be mothers, we might be wives, mm. um, we might be girlfriends. It's a juggling act. It's a right? real juggling act. Mm. Um, and I think so often the challenge for women is allowing ourselves to take that time out for ourselves to yeah. think, how am I? What do I need? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when we do do that, yeah. you then feel selfish or self-consumed. And I just don't think that's true at all. I think that um, when we are... Um, taking care of ourselves in whichever way that might be, mm. whether that's through beauty treatments or whether it's through listening to music we like or reading books we enjoy or meeting with people yeah. who encourage us, they yes. so often gets pushed and squashed yeah. down. I mm. think that is um, a, re a real challenge and what mm. I really want would love to see, and I think that's what we try and do through Spa 61, is, is women... Um, taking hold of what makes them feel good and what it, what strengthens them because that's when you flourish, isn't it, yeah. I think? And yeah. um, and and through Spa 61, I, um, I guess, and through um, Harbour Church in general, we really want to see women come in contact with mm. things that might that make them feel good mm. and remind them that that's not shallow, that that's yeah. um, key to life and key to um, flourishing. Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's a really interesting observation, and I concur um, just from the friends that I have who uh, work themselves to the ground. Oh, totally. <laughs> and the thing we try and squeeze in in the end yeah. is our own R&R &R time. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, if you build that into your week, mm. um, and then... Um, you last a bit longer. <laughs> you do last a bit longer, whatever that, whether yeah. it's exercise, whether it's yeah. Yeah, lying in the bath for half an hour, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I do think that we do um, squash that time. Yeah. And I think that is a real challenge. Um, and that's, that, that is only the challenge we put on ourselves, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Then women are facing so many other challenges from the outside, yeah. expectations, um, you know, financial, whatever it is. We, we do face a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, in celebration of women at Portsmouth. Um, now, part of my uh, project, um, I like to um, give whoever's listening a chance to hear about an overcoming um, <laughs> situation. So is, is there anything that you feel like you might be able to share with us? Um, that's an example of you uh, encountering a difficult situation, whether it's personal mm. or uh, career-wise, and how you overcame that. Um... I think probably I've been so fortunate in so many ways in my life. Mm. Um, but um, the thing, I think my own personal struggle or kind of thorn in my flesh <laughs> mm. um, has been mental health through the years, really. Mm. Um, when I was a, a teenager, I had quite severe mental health issues and was 
clinically depressed and was undergoing um, psychiatric treatment and mm. medica- medication, that kind of thing. And, um, and f- I mean, I'm very fortunate. I've got an amazing family and my mum and dad were really supportive in that time and mm. sought out the help I needed at that age. And um, But today, whilst um, depression isn't something I struggle with currently, I um, have quite severe bouts of anxiety mm. and... Um, and that it's definitely, um, I get up in the morning and have to like banish the anxiety before mm. I can get out of bed. It's, mm. it's definitely a battle that's real. And it's hard, I think, when um, the battles you're facing are coming from within yourself, when your mm. own mind's attacking you. Mm. And it was only actually when I married Alex that I realised it wasn't the norm to wake up in the morning and feel scared mm. of the day. Because mm. he wakes up in the morning, he's like, brilliant what what amazing stuff's going to happen whereas mm. I wake up in the morning and I list instantly the, All the things, things that, could that could have that could that might have gone wrong yesterday I kind of do a recap and then I think about oh, yes. what sort of you know coming but I think um but I know that anxiety isn't yeah. um so often you can't pin it to anything it is yeah. it, it's a thing in itself yeah. and and it doesn't make sense, and it doesn't make sense to people who don't experience it. Mm. Um, and it's very difficult to explain, I think, um, because um, when somebody says, well, what are you anxious about? So often there's not anything. Do you you are just anxious. It's yeah. a feeling like nausea. And, and how, how do you manage that then? Um, you... I pray. <laughs> I pray a lot. I um, tell it it's not. Mm got control over me Mm. um and I um power on actually is probably the main thing because Mm. um I think anxiety lies to us Mm. um and so what we want to do is to um it'll tell us something will go wrong and so therefore we want to not do anything because then that's safe because then nothing can go wrong whereas the reality is if you go to work if you go and do the thing that scares you, yeah. you find that actually nothing bad will happen yeah. in yeah. in reality. Yeah. So the, re- the reality disproves the anxiety. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of my mantra is, is kind of do it anyway, feel the fear and do it anyway, yeah. because actually it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and um, I really find as well that because I have, struggled with mental health and still do in its varying forms um there's such deep connection with people because Mm. I've talked quite openly about it when I preach on a Sunday I talk quite openly about anxiety Mm. um and I've been amazed really how that brings connection with people Mm. and also shows that being a Christian doesn't mean that life is perfect that you are have to be perfect um it shows that you um um god really uses us in our broken times yeah. and yeah. and we're not on the bench we're very much on the pitch yeah. um and so yeah i kind of wonder i do wonder often why you know i've prayed for god to take the anxiety away and mm. i don't know why he's not mm. um and I probably won't know this side of heaven why yeah. <laughs> why um, every day feels like a bit of a battle, some more than others. Yeah. Um, 
But what I do know is that I find my strength in God and um, I've, it's opened up real connections with other people and amazing opportunities to encourage other people um, and for them to encourage me as well um, and to truly understand what somebody's going through um, when they struggle with anxiety or similar things. So, yeah. And like you say, I, I don't mean to use this word crudely, but it's almost like a gift to be able to empathise with Yes, people, totally. Isn't it? That people don't always have that Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, um, so you, you're kind of uniquely able to step into alongside someone. Exactly. That's exactly it. Something similar. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. I know it's oh, you're so welcome. Um, thing to kind of share that parts of ourselves like that. So I do do appreciate it. Um, just to finish, if anyone was kind of interested in maybe getting more involved or finding out a little bit more about maybe Harbour Church or yeah. Spa 61. Spa 61, yeah. What, could you sign posters? Where, where would they go to find out more? Oh, absolutely. There's um, Well, there's the Harbour Church website. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we have a page on there that links to our For the City Ministries, mm-hmm. um, one of which is Spa 61. We've got a, an increasing number of others, mm-hmm. um, which are definitely worth checking out as we awesome. um, increase our increase our um, various projects we're running. Um, yeah, and that there's an email address on there okay. um, that people can either find out how they can come along um, yeah. or find out how they can be part of the team. You don't have to be a beautician. If you are, <laughs> we would love it. But yeah. if you can make a cup of tea, you can be part of the team. Um, and as I say, any lady can come along to Spa 61. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time, Liz. Oh, you're so very welcome. Thank you for being here. <laughs>